now, America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA, from Alaska to Florida, all the way to Hawaii, where I'll be going soon. My producer today, Mr. Sean Floyd. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened to talk shows throughout the United States. 294 affiliates strong. Thanks to all of you in our listening audience. If you want to follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn, you can do that at AHA Radio Show. AHA Radio Show, that's the easiest way to go up there. If you want to post something, send me something, whatever, you may do that up there. Also, the website, healthradio.us, that is the website, healthradio.us. If you have a question or comment or something I can help you with, send me an email. I am happy to do so. I get a lot of them, so I don't answer each one the same day, but I do answer each and every one of them. And I remind you, as I always do at the beginning of every one of these broadcasts, that we are posted on, I think it's 11 podcast platforms now. So we're on Apple, Google, Spotify, Spreaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Amazon Music, Pandora, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and YouTube. So if there's a platform out there we're not on, somebody needs to tell me what it is. So today's show is going to be very interesting. We've got in studio with us, again, fortunate enough to have her back, Dr. Dr. Emily Columba Hetty. She is here today uh, with the Florida Surgery Consultants Brain Lab, and her CEO, Greg Heckworth, is here as well. Welcome to the show, both of you. Glad to have you back. Mm -hmm. Pleasure to be back. So we're going to be talking about PTSD and TBI, traumatic brain injury. That's what these folks do. It's what they treat. Dr. Columba Hetty has been on before. So if there's somebody, you know, in your family, if there's a veteran or somebody that's had a traumatic brain injury, and you want to tell them about this broadcast, back to the podcast platforms. That's why they're there. Go back up to the podcast platform. You can listen to the show just like we did it in studio with all the information that we're going to put out today for everybody to listen to. So once again, as I said, welcome back, doctor. Well, thank you very much, Gary. Flew in here from Florida this morning, all the way from Tampa, Florida to get here. So uh, I'm assuming Tampa didn't get hit too hard by the hurricane. No, we were very fortunate. Very Greg, you guys, you're in Tampa as well. Yes, So. So, so um, again, we greatly appreciate your coming in. So let's just start talking about what um, uh, what Florida Surgical Consultants and the Brain Lab, what is it you're doing? Um, what is your mission? And, and let's start with that, doctor. Of course. So when we're looking at the Florida Surgical Consultants Brain Lab, really what we're focused on is neurorehabilitation. You know, we started up, um, you know, some of our neurosurgeons were recognizing that after surgery or for the patients that don't qualify for surgery, they still need treatment. They need to be able to be seen and have their brain injuries and their neurological conditions treated. So that's where the brain lab comes in. Um, We focus on objective diagnostic testing. So relying on numbers and images, not just, you know, a list of symptoms. And then we create customized treatment plans for our patients and follow up with them to make sure that they're continuing to see results with their customized care plan. So go back to that. As I was doing show notes at 530 in the morning, although I know you started flying out. I think you said you slept until 4. But but that was one of the things that jumped out at me this morning as I was doing the notes to get ready to do the show was the database and diagnostic testing. Now, that's very different. Um, than just about anybody else that is treating this. Mm -hmm. That means you're measuring the progress, you're measuring what they do? Absolutely. So, you know, maybe 10 years ago and maybe even um, more recent for some clinics, people have just been relying on questionnaires, you know, zero to six. 
How do you feel about this? Often, rarely, never, sometimes, all the time. Um, but when it comes to actual objective data, we're relying on cutting edge technologies to give us amplitude of wavelengths in the brain using quantitative electroencephalography, which is just a Run fancy. Run that by me again. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I can even say that on the air. <laughs> so the, the abbreviation is QEEG, but it helps read the electrical activity in different regions of your brain so we know how how quickly or in what state different regions of your brain are in and how well they're communicating to one another. So, Greg, what, what made you, you know, you, you connect, you and Dr. Columba had a, put this together to start this program that, that focuses very heavily on treating veterans and first responders who typically have these issues in higher levels than other folks do. Although, you know, we, we've got uh, Steve Sambor, my partner at Neurologic, and I have a very good friend who had a horrible traumatic brain injury riding a bicycle. Okay, so yes, th th this is not just indigenous to veterans and first responders or other people's health, but what made you all decide you wanted to do this? Well, the first responders was probably the, the jump over for us uh, because we, we deal a lot with traumatic brain injuries from car accidents. Okay. But the first responders, uh, I became a chaplain in 2019 with a ministry group who was founded by a veteran. And he told on my heart, he said that veterans were committing suicide 31 to 32 a day. I even asked him to reaffirm that. I said, you did say 31 to 32 a day. He said, yes. And that just weighed on my heart to say these young men and women who go off to war to fight for everything that we have right now, uh, come back to be left alone, to have to fight these battles alone. And when he said that, it, it, it kind of weighed heavily on my heart to figure out, okay, we have this traumatic brain injury. We have these amazing doctors, neurosurgeons, who can identify these traumatic brain injuries when they're in a car accident. Um, but the idea was that we could identify it um, through MRI, through QEG, but we weren't doing anything about it. We were making the statement, yes, you have it, and then what? Yeah, you know, and it's funny, Doctor, because, um, you know, I'm involved with the VFW, and, I, and I'm a veteran, and I'm in the VA, and all the rest of it. I don't use it, but I, I'm, I, I have access to it if I want to use it. But the problem is they don't have these kind of programs, okay? And so what winds up happening is what Greg just said. You go in, you get evaluated, yes, you've got a problem, well, here's some pills, Mm -hmm. okay, and we start down the road to drugs, and I think that has the tendency to lend itself to these kinds of issues that then contribute to them committing suicide or living you know, with depression and all the other issues, and their families are falling apart. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. And so the way that you're laying out your treatment protocol is completely different than anything else that's out there, at least that I know of. No drugs, no surgeries. Um, we really shy away from prescription medications. The thought being that you can retrain the brain. You know, during that moment when that traumatic response occurred or when you're stuck in that fight and flight state because you needed to be able to survive that moment, it can almost recalibrate your brain in a way that those default settings aren't appropriate for everyday life. Well, then you have to come home. Yeah. And you have to you have to recalibrate yourself and they're a pill's just not going to cut it most of the time. You need those intense neurological treatments to get the brain back on track to help those people get back in that, you know, out of fight and flight, back in rest and digest, and learn to live in an environment where threats aren't an everyday experience. You know, that's really interesting that you brought up that fight or flight because I had this conversation with the national director for legislative affairs for VFW, Patrick Murray, the other day, and we talked about the fact that in Vietnam and then moving forward from there. You're, you're in the field out there, you know, doing what you're doing, 
Um, and 48 hours later, you're on a jet plane coming back to California or wherever, or, or Seattle or wherever you wind up derosing out of. And that started in Vietnam, and it's, it's gotten more prevalent now with these veterans coming out of Afghanistan, Iraq, and all the rest of it, especially with doing multiple tours like they're doing now. So there's really no wind-down time for this kind of thing, right? Correct. So they come back wired, okay, because this is how they've been living, and now it's, oh, hi, let's go out and get a cup of coffee. Well, <laughs> that's not the life that they're used to, right? Exactly. You have to, you have to <clears throat> the same way you train for deployment, you almost have to train when you come back home, too. Of, of getting your brain back in the right mindset. And, you know, nowadays there's really amazing technologies like transcranial magnetic stimulation and neurofeedback and um, different therapies that we offer that can help the brain change and get you back into a, a state of being that's conducive to everyday life. Yeah, it, what I really like, the takeaway probably from, from this particular segment of the show today is you, your, your comment about retraining the brain. Because you're saying it can be done, oh, but yes. it's a, but it's a process. Yes, it, it is. Yeah, it's not a one and done type thing. And and in in the case of you know what you all do at Florida Surgery Consultants, it's done without medication, which is completely different. We come back from the break. We're going to continue this fascinating conversation with Dr. Columba Hetty and Greg Heckworth from uh, the Florida Surgery Consultants. Their website is floridasurgeryconsultants.com. The phone number eight three three two eight two seven two four six or 833-28-BRAIN. If you want to reach out to them, they'll be happy to chat with you. Maybe somebody in your family has an issue like this, or you know of somebody at your church, school, whatever the case may be, feel free to reach out to them. They would be happy to help you. Once again, the phone number, 833-28-BRAIN. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. The doctor's in the house. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. The website, if you want to reach out to me, healthradio.us, healthradio.us. A lot of unique stuff up there, a lot of information up there. Video posts are up there as well. So if you want to go to the website, if you see something up there of interest, or if you have a question or comment, I can help you. Feel free to do so. My producer, the always perfect Mr. Sean Floyd. I'm your host, Carrie Hall, in studio with me. Dr. Emily Columba Hetty. She is a functional neurologist and the CEO of Florida Surgery Center Consultants and Brain Lab. CFO Greg, CEO, excuse me, Greg Heckworth, Heckroth. We're happy to have them in the studio with us today. And we are talking about traumatic brain injury, um, how it affects people, who is affected, um, and how they treat this in a very different way. This is not a surgical treatment. This is not a treatment through drugs. This is a completely different way of treating. It's a holistic way of treating. Greg, let's talk about your team because you've got a pretty unique team that you've assembled with Dr. Columba Hetty and some of the other folks. Let's talk a little bit about that. Well, the approach uh, takes a comprehensive approach. We have uh, neurosurgeons who obviously historically identified the brain injuries through uh, surgery. Uh, this group of doctors uh, approach it in a little different way. They're actually able to give a perspective on the diagnostics, the MRI, the functionality of the brain from a diagnostic perspective, and what that leads us into then the treatments. So once the, 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 the neurosurgeon sees the patient, they're able to diagnose the traumatic injury that's sustained 
At that point, they're then turned over to Dr. Columba Hetty and her team. Her team then, obviously, through the diagnostics, assesses the injuries, and they're able to put together a treatment plan. And that is also inclusive of a neuropsych psychologist that helps us with that program, too. So we've got Dr. Columba Hetty, you've got neuropsychologists. Who else is on your team? Yeah, uh, Dr. Bina Jane, Serby Jane, who is a neurosurgeon. We have Dr. Jonathan Hall, who's also a neurosurgeon. We have Dr. Uh, Donna Satman, who's a neurosurgeon. We also have a physician assistant, uh, Daryl that's, that's That's a pretty strong team, Dr. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, so, the, so you're not divorced from the neurosurgeons. They're part of the practice of what you do, but you're taking a very different approach to this, okay? Uh, so, and we're going to talk about veterans and first responders here in the next segment a little bit. Let's switch gears a little bit, and let's talk about concussion in sports. I, I mentioned off-air that uh, there was a soccer game here uh, a couple of days ago, uh, a girls' soccer game. And, and by the way, I, this was interesting because when we started doing these shows on concussion, I found out that the number one sport for concussion injuries, it isn't football, it's girls' soccer. Okay, this particular little piece I saw in the news the other day was two uh, uh, Division One schools emptying the bench out as they pounded the daylights out of each other in a fight in the middle of the field. So, uh, so let's talk a little bit about these concussions, you know, from soccer and, and and the other sports and how you treat that when when those issues arise. Of course. So I will say most concussions in soccer are not from brawls. <laughs> Yeah. I would say usually it's from getting um, having a bad header or, or getting kicked or hit in certain ways. But when it comes to these sports concussions, um, I'm especially passionate about sports concussions. My first ever concussion was in soccer. I was a goalkeeper. I got kicked in the head, momentary loss of consciousness. But having a head injury when you're still developing your brain, which is anyone under the age of 25, even 33 in some research, is still a developing brain, it can predispose you later in life to mental health challenges. It can predispose you to having higher rates of dementia. So you want to make sure that when these kids, teenagers, 20-somethings do get concussions in sports, that they're getting treated for it. Because a lot of the research that shows that there's lasting issues are because those people aren't getting treated. Yeah, they're not getting treated, and it gets worse. So they do the little subjective test where they fill out the little piece of paper and the coach is telling them, here, you want to, you're, you're waving. Yeah. The coach is telling them, this is how you answer this and this is how you answer this. And the kid wants to get back in play. So that's what we make the determination mm -hmm. of whether you can go back. Now, they go back and play, and 40% of these kids aren't ready to go back and play. That's the number that I've seen. Mm -hmm. okay? Now, what happens if they get a second concussion? More severe, more likely to have permanency meaning they're going to carry this with them for the rest of their life. And it's something that we saw recently in the NFL. You know, some players are getting put back in the game. They're not ready for it. And then the next hit they take, they're having, they're having permanent damage from it. That being said, these cognitive tests that you're talking about, these little questionnaires, ask the athletes. They know how to flunk them so that their baselines are low. That's why we rely on objective data. You can't flunk the tests that we give, but you can flunk a cognitive test. If I ask you to remember five words, you can pretend to forget a word or two. And that way, when you're concussed later on and you really can't remember, it looks fine. But those, those students aren't fine. Those athletes aren't fine. Yeah, and it, this seems to be a real problem because, again, you know, there isn't subject. These tests that they, that they sit down with these kids and do are subjective. We're talking about something here that's completely different. It's subjective data, and you can't cheat the data. 
Correct. <laughs> if, you, if you're doing a Wavi brain scan or whatever the case may be, you're going to know whether or not that child is ready to go back because there's going to be a picture of the brain and you're going to see the results and you're going to know whether or not they can go back and whether it's safe for them to play because unfortunately the way it's working now is that's not typically how it's done, is it? Correct. We're using, not us, but the general public, they're using outdated science. You know, the science has changed, the devices have changed, the technology has improved immensely in the last five years. In my opinion, there's no reason why we aren't having these types of objective data as baselines for all our high school and college athletes. Yeah, you know, that, that is an interesting question, Greg. You wonder why the schools aren't more aggressive in this because um, – at the end of the day, the parents going to be pointing the finger at the school if they if they do go through a second concussion, and now that kid can't function in school. They can't they can't you know get through the classes and get the grades and do what they need to do. They're going to come back and they're going to point the finger at the school. Are they not? Uh, I'm, I'm sure they would. I mean, a lot of the parents that we've spoken to, depending on the level of the athlete, you know, are afraid of, of the the findings. Basically, thinking, hey, my kid is the next Patrick Mahomes. Let's use him as an example, right? <laughs> so I, I yeah, don't. Good I, luck with that. Okay, I, there I, won't be another one of those around for a while. I, yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? They they feel like that would be a negative impact on them, so they want to hide that. You know, a parent who obviously comes in with a real expectation, well, less than one percent are ever going to go. They want to safeguard the child. Our respect is let's make the child better. Let's give them the opportunity to continue to grow. If they have a baseline, we can see the, the significant changes. And then, obviously, we're talking about test scores. You know, okay, sports is important, but life is so much more important. Test scores are important. Just functionality, depression, anxiety on a rise. So the idea here is that I can see some parents getting involved and saying, I, I don't want that test, put my kid in. But normally, most aren't doing that. Yeah, and that's, uh, th th that's unfortunate because that doesn't benefit anybody. What winds up happening is you, you take a problem that was maybe a level one problem, and now you make it level two, three, or four problem, as you said, Dr. And that's Gold why Daddy. education is so important. Yeah, it just, it, it just magnifies and it keeps going, and then you have a lifetime problem as a result of the fact that you didn't take care of it when you should have. If you want information, their website is floridasurgeryconsultants.com, floridasurgeryconsultants.com. The phone number, 833-28-BRAIN. 833-28-BRAIN if you want to call them. Um, and they, you know, people come there from all over the country, okay? This is not just indigenous to Florida. So, you know, if, if you've got somebody in the Midwest or somebody out west, that, you know, on the West Coast, that you, you've got a significant problem like this. We're going to get into first responders and veterans in the next segment. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate. We'll be right back with more. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIE Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to the website healthradio.us, healthradio.us. Remember what I said, people. You're listening to this today, and you're like, this is like drinking out of a fire hose, right? Listening to Dr. Columba Hetty. I can't pronounce half of what she talks about, okay? So maybe you've got somebody in your family, a friend, maybe somebody at your church, PTA, whatever the case may be. The podcast platforms, Google, Spotify, Spreaker, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Pandora, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and YouTube. The shows are posted on every one of those. This show will be posted up there with the doctor's name. 
the name of their of their group and what they do. So you'll be able to find it. It's a lot easier than trying to regurgitate all of this to somebody. Just say, go to the podcast platform and listen to it. And their website, floridasurgeryconsultants.com, floridasurgeryconsultants.com. The phone number, 833-28-BRAIN, 833-28-BRAIN. They're in Tampa, Florida. They treat people from all over the country. People go there because they have very specific treatment protocols they do, and they have been very successful with it. So, Dr. Columba Hetty, let's talk about some of those treatment protocols and what happens when, let's say you've got, uh, you know, a, a member of the military who's out of the military not come in. They've got they they've had TBI because, um, you know, they they were hit with IUDs. You know, whatever the case may be, and they've got PTSD on top of it, and they're coming in for treatment. Kind of go through some of the things that you do. Of course. So they're going to start off with uh, several hours of testing, and we can break that up if needed, depending on what their schedule is or how how quickly they fatigue. But we always start off with a, a unique way of looking at their heart rate and blood pressure. So most people think that your blood pressure just is what your blood pressure is, but it can actually be different on the left side versus the right side of your body based on how your brain stem is functioning and that fight or flight system is functioning. So the first thing we're going to do is something that's normal, but we're going to do it a little bit different, right? The blood pressure, left and right. Then I want to see what your heart rate's doing. I want to see what, it's heart, what your heart rate's doing when you're just seated or lying down. And then what happens when you stand up? It's normal for your heart rate to go up a little bit, but what you'll see in people that have that um, autonomic nervous system being dysregulated or not functioning very well is the heart rate can skyrocket. Almost like standing up is as big of a threat as having a bear in the room. So from the very beginning, we're looking at testing that maybe they've already had done, but looking at it with a different set of lenses to really uncover abnormalities in some of the most central and base structures in the brain. From there, we like looking at balance testing, eyes open, eyes closed, hard surface, foam surface, seeing how the different systems in the body are communicating to one another. Balance is important, yes, but being able to separate out which systems are failing that person is just as important. And then I love looking at the eyes. We have a really cool piece of technology um, over at the Brain Lab called the Video Oculogers. Video oculography. I know I stumbled myself. She actually stumbled on one. I'm (laughs) impressed. Okay, good. We'll call it the VOG. Thank you. So the VOG is a set of high-tech goggles with basically night vision cameras on the inside so I can see what the pupils do and what the eyes do in the dark when there's nothing to look at. And then I shine light in the eyes. I have them track a moving target. I have them try to jump their eyes to targets that appear and disappear. And that lets me look down to the millisecond at their visual reaction speed. It lets me look to see if one pupil is bigger than the other or if the pupils are just too big overall and they're in that fight and flight state. It lets me look to see if they can track well. And every eye movement, whether it's a sliding movement, a jumping movement, front and back, left and right, up and down, gives you more information about very specific regions of the brain. And that'll help customize that treatment plan for that specific patient after we collect all the data. Okay, so that's that. That's the that's a pretty extensive process. That's the process you go through to put together your treatment plan. Now let's talk about some of these things that you do. Okay, neurofeedback, virtual reality therapy, transcranial magnetic stimulation. Holy cow, I didn't get it wrong. Hyperbaric chamber and vestibular therapy. Go through some of those and what do those do, and how do those help bring this this person back to some form of normalcy? Absolutely. So the Neurofeedback is a way to retrain the brain 
and retrain the brain waves or basically how fast the electrical activity is in the brain. So you'll see sometimes in head injuries that they'll have too much of the brain waves you're supposed to have when you're sleepy or drowsy. Those people tend to have brain fog, memory challenges. Sometimes though, you'll see they'll have too much of the brain wave that's supposed to be active when you're doing critical thinking, even when they're just sitting there. And those patients tend to be anxious. You know, very hard to rest, hard to fall asleep at night. Oh, because that's what I was going to ask you. If, if the brain can't rest when you sleep, you're creating chronic fatigue. Or, I mean, I, I'm guessing, and then you're going to have, like you said, brain fog. There are a whole host of issues to go Because sleep, the idea with sleep is to let the brain rest. If the brain can't rest, then what happens? Well, it's a vicious cycle. You're not resting, so you're not healing. You're not healing, so you can't rest. <laughs> and then it keeps going on and on. So these patients can be stuck with these chronic challenges, and they won't get better by just telling them to rest more. They need- or by giving them drugs like sleeping pills and the rest of it that are, that are putting a Band-Aid over it, but you're not treating the root of the problem, right? You're not treating the brain. Okay. Right. So the neurofeedback helps re-regulate. It's actually a form of operant conditioning, but it helps re-regulate the brain so that the brain waves are at more appropriate levels for that patient. Okay, so talk a little bit about virtual reality therapy. So virtual reality therapy is similar to neurofeedback, but it's considered biofeedback. So this is where we train the patient to have better control over their heart rate and breathing rate, and we put them in virtual reality. So at the beginning, they're laying in the soft sands of a, of a beach in Aruba. But as their training goes on, those scenarios become more and more provocative of those symptoms. So then maybe they're in a car and they're driving. Maybe they're overseas. And we start having them gain control over their heart rate as we start putting them in situations where normally they would feel out of control. Okay, here's one. Let's see if I can pronounce it again the next time. Transcranial magnetic stimulation. Beautifully said, yeah, Carrie. Okay. Hey, um, you. you can call it TMS. <laughs> okay. Um, but TMS has been researched the last five to ten years specifically just for depression and anxiety, and it's been doing phenomenal with those conditions. But we're really starting to shift to make it even more cutting edge and using it for concussion and traumatic brain injuries. It's really neat, though. So you can use a magnet to basically turn on a section of the brain. So when the brain gets injured, some of the cells, when they don't know if they're going to have enough fuel to keep on going, they'll go into hibernation. It's called lying dormant. So these cells hibernate, but if there's nothing to tell the cells to wake up, they just stay in hibernation. They're not dead, but they're not functional. Well, the TMS, or the transcranial magnetic stimulation, can tell those cells to wake up, to turn back on, and to start functioning again. That, that's, that's remarkable. I mean, it, 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 to listen to you go through all of this, and we're going to talk some more about some of the other therapies here in the next segment, but to listen to you go through all this, so you're treating the whole patient here. Um, you're evaluating, and then you're coming back with specifics that are related to what their problems are. And then again, so what do we, so typically what do you look at for, I mean, how long does this go on? Is it going on for two weeks, a month? I mean, and then what happens when they leave? We're coming on the break here in about two minutes, but. A lot of our patients start off with at least five treatments and each treatment is not, you know, a 15 minute in or out. A so they're, they're a, like five days to do this. Five days and each day is about three hours. Okay. But some of our patients that, you know, instead of having, you know, maybe just a small concussion, they have more traumatic brain injury, or they have on top of that some PTSD or some learning challenges or some memory issues, 
the thing about the program is that we don't want to just cut people off because their treatments ran out. So we have these tiers so we can be a little bit more flexible with how many treatments patients get. And if they're tired one day, let's just move their treatment to the next day. Um, and then we send people home with home exercises. And if they're not from my area, I want to make sure that they can continue forward with the things that work best for them. So um, I've worked with several different companies to make sure that they have the tools they need at home and they can continue their care. And then the, the, the Internet's great. I can pop on my computer and have a call or a video call with them, watch them do your exercises, make sure you're using your equipment right, all from the comfort of your own home. So you set up like a Zoom conference and, mm -hmm. and you're able to, they've gone, they've come into Florida, they've done the treatment, now they're coming back to Kansas City or Des Moines, Iowa, Omaha, wherever it is. Um, and they've, they've improved, they're feeling a lot better, but they've got to continue to do this. So you're going to give them the tools to do that and you're going to do virtual consulting with them, virtual visits with them, mm -hmm. doctor visits with them, going through making sure that they're on track with what they're supposed to be doing. Exactly. And I've been doing this for over half a decade, so I do have... Um, friends and other physicians in a lot of different areas, and especially the Midwest, that's where I'm from. Yeah, so if you want, obviously, you know, you're listening to this, she's remarkable, right? And, and what they do is remarkable um, at Florida, uh, Florida Surgery Consultants. If you want to reach out to them, it's floridasurgeryconsultants.com, floridasurgeryconsultants.com. You know, if you know somebody that's dealing with this, um, I strongly suggest you take a moment to look at that website. I also suggest that you call them at 833-28-BRAIN. That's 833-28-BRAIN. They could probably make a big difference for somebody in life if they are dealing with these issues. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. We've got more right after the break. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA, here on the HIA Radio Network, those podcast platforms, Google, Spotify, Spreaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Amazon, Pandora, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and YouTube. The shows are up there. This particular show will be labeled. You'll see Dr. Colin Mahetti's name on there. You'll also see Florida Surgery Consultants on there. So you can, if you want to tell somebody about this, you want somebody else to listen to this, they can go back up to that website. The whole show is posted on the podcast. We cut it down um, so the, it's a lot quicker. But all the information that Dr. Columba Hetty and Greg put forward today is in that podcast, and they can listen to it if they want to. Their website, floridasurgeryconsultants.com, floridasurgeryconsultants.com. The phone number, 833-28-BRAIN, 833-28-BRAIN. All right, so we've got a couple more of these, Doctor, that we want to talk about. One is hyperbaric chamber, and I've got a pretty good idea of what that is, but talk about why you use that and what it does. So the hyperbaric oxygen chamber allows you to breathe in concentrated oxygen. Normally our oxygen is, you know, 21.6% in our normal air, but we can concentrate it to 94% using an oxygen concentrator, and then we pressurize the air around you. So it's simple physics. Anytime you pressurize a gas, you can actually get it to diffuse into a liquid. So most of the time we're relying on our red blood cells to carry oxygen. But when we put you under pressure and we have you breathe in concentrated oxygen, you can actually get the oxygen into just the liquid part of your, your body. And we're mostly liquid. So it's really cool to be able to get these oxygen molecules into the little nooks and crannies in the brain that can create new arteries and new neurons. It's called neurogenesis or um, angiogenesis. 
but it allows healing to happen faster. So whether the hyperbaric chamber is being used on someone with a traumatic brain injury, a concussion that has just had surgery, maybe a child that has had a non-fatal drowning, getting oxygen to the brain and oxygen to the body is going to help that person heal faster, and it decreases inflammation. So you, you said something. Let's go back to that neurogenesis thing, because basically what you're saying is you're creating new pathways in the brain. Am I right? Yes. Okay, so... Talk a little, so that has to aid the healing process significantly, and I'm sure 90% of the people listening to this broadcast didn't even know you could do that. So let's go back through that again. Of course. So normally when people talk about brain training, you're talking about putting extra insulation down on the pathways. It's called myelin, and myelin lets neurons communicate faster to one another. So neuroplasticity is often making these pathways stronger and faster. But there are certain therapies like hyperbaric oxygen therapy that allows new neurons to be created. That's remarkable. So basically, you're regenerating the brain. I mean, that's really what this amounts to, right? Yes. I mean, that, that almost sounds too good to be true, but, it, but obviously it's not. It's, it's a tried and true therapy. It's part of your process of what you all do. Um, how... how quickly can that show results for someone because your data measuring this and you're looking at going back to the the first part of the of the broadcast when we talked about that you're actually this is not subjective you're actually measuring the data to see how quickly does that all come together like that when you're doing this so a lot of the research shows that for hyperbarics it takes 30 to 40 hours of dives but that's when you're not doing anything else to help the brain what we have found is that when you do the hyperbaric oxygen chamber and the TMS and the neurofeedback and you work on their eyes and their vestibular system and you're doing that all in a similar time frame, you can really expedite and speed up that recovery and speed up that healing. So we're seeing changes in as little as five treatments. That's remarkable. I even had a patient just the other week at day three. After three treatments, he says, I've had headaches for years, and I, I woke up headache for today. Now, that's amazing. And that, and that was uh, treating headache issues. After, after a concussion. After a concussion. Oh, yeah. Interesting. So, Greg, let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk, you know, you, you, you know, in the show notes I was looking at this morning, um, you all make it clear that you're a Christian-based company. Talk yes, a little sir. bit about that and, and how that feeds into your mission and what you do. Greg? Oh, thank you. Uh, the idea that we came about um, in the chaplain program, what God put on my heart was not one more. When you hear 31 to 32 vets are committing suicide a day, alarming effects, as we talked about for first responders, police officers, firefighters, nurses, now children moving into that. So when, you, when God says to you, as candidates, we're talking right now, not one more, that made it, made it a mission mission not only for me to go out and, and God said to me, Greg, you're smart enough to realize you're not that smart. So if you can surround yourself with other Christian brothers and Christian sisters that can help you accomplish this. So that's where everything kind of came together towards the end. So if you use the mission, not one more, that means that encompasses every child of God. You know, that's a, the, the, in today's world, that's, uh, that's a little different, Doctor. 
you know, it, it's it, it, there are not a lot of people that, that would even be willing to say that, much less make a public statement to it. It's something that really drew me um, to to working with Greg, is that a lot of times these patients, we help their brain, but having that sense of community and that support system and that faith in God is what takes a treatment and truly makes it life-changing for the long haul. That's interesting uh, because, you know, it, 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 we seem to be losing sight of that in this country a lot these days, okay? And so uh, it, it's, it's different to hear someone come in here and talk about that and put it out in the public space uh, and make it part of what their mission is and what they do. So, you know, I, I really think it's wonderful what you're doing. Um, you know, from a, from a medical standpoint, it's nothing short of amazing. Uh, you know what? What you've come, you know the team you've put together, Greg. The way with Dr. Colombahetti and the other doctors in your in your in your program. Um, that this is probably the most comprehensive TBI, PTSD, and brain treatment. I think it's it certainly as long as I have been doing this on the radio for 16 years, I've never seen anything quite like this. So you've got a very unique program. Thank you all for coming in here today and doing this. Um, their website is floridasurgeryconsultants.com, floridasurgeryconsultants.com. The phone number, 833-28-BRAIN, 833-28-BRAIN. Greg, you want to close this out? Yes, sir. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. One more time to that website, floridasurgeryconsultants.com, floridasurgeryconsultants.com, the phone number 833-28-BRAIN. If you need help or you know somebody that does, I suggest you reach out to these people. Thank you for listening. Goodbye, America. America.